The Tennessee Titans select Peter Skaronsky, the offensive lineman out of Northwestern, and it may not have been a home run, but it's a great double for Rand Carthon to start off his career as general manager of the Tennessee Titans. We're breaking down the pick on a live edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans, Peter Skaronsky, the offensive lineman out of Northwestern, was the pick for the Titans. No, it wasn't a sexy pick. No, it wasn't the home run trade up to get a quarterback, but it was a double and a great way for Rand Carthon to start off his career as general manager of the Tennessee Titans. We're going to break down the pick, how the Titans got to the pick of Peter Skaronsky and all the craziness that happened on draft day. We're going to dive into Skaronsky's fit with the Titans on the offensive line. And then we'll cap off the show taking a look at the needs the Titans still have with the rest of the draft. And what players are still out there that could fill those needs. Before we get into all of that, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. My listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. Thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content on all platforms all year long and always for free. Make sure that you get subscribed and stay subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast where it's your team every day. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, nearly 25 years as a Tennessee Titans fanatic, a staff writer for Sports Illustrated at alltitans.com, and a certified film junkie breaking down the X's and O's with you guys Monday through Friday all year round. But let's dive into this pick. So I've said it. Since the pick happened, this was not a home run for Rand Carthon. It's not a home run, trading up, getting the quarterback of the future, all that could have happened. It's not a home run, but, but it is a double. It is a nice double, a shot to the fence. Look, in my opinion, Peter Skaronsky is going to be a starter on this team for the next five to eight years and potentially for a decade. That is something that you're lucky to get at pick 11. And yes, I understand with the way that the day went. So we started out early in the day, all of these rumors swirling about the Titans trading up to number three, the Titans being interested in CJ Stroud. I mean, I know personally from my sources that the Titans were prepared to move up to pick number three to make the deal. There was a chance that DeAndre Hopkins was going to be in the deal as well, but... At the end of the day, the Houston Texans picked C.J. Stroud at number two. There's nothing that the Titans could have done to get C.J. Stroud. There's nothing. 
that they could have done to do it. The Texans aren't going to trade that pick to the Titans, and they made the pick themselves. So I'm not going to blame the Titans for a move that they literally cannot make. So once Houston took Stroud, there's no reason to go up to number three. I've said it all along. I'll continue to say it, and I believe it, that the Titans were right not to trade up to number three for either Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker and Will Levis are still on the board right now. So I'm perfectly fine with the Titans not making a move up the board and not trading once C.J. Stroud came off. There is no quarterback in the draft that would have been worth it for the Titans after Stroud was taken. And again, it wasn't the Titans' fault that they didn't get C.J. Stroud. They tried. They were ready. They were going to make a move. And he wasn't available for him. He wasn't available. So the smart thing to do at that point, sit at pick 11. Don't trade up for anything else or any other quarterbacks you don't trust. Again, I said throughout the process, don't trade down because you need to get a blue chip player when you're picking as high as number 11. And that is exactly what the Titans did. Rand Carthon talked after the selection in his press conference and he said there wasn't really any debate. There wasn't really any question once the Titans got up on a pick. It, Peter Skronsky is far and away the best player on our board. Not only is it a significant position of need on the offensive line, but he is clearly the best player available. Most of the rankings that you went to by draft pundits had Skaronsky squarely in the top 10 in terms of overall talent as a player. I believe that as well. So the fact that the Titans were able to sit at 11, and let me just say this. I know that there are a lot of Tennessee fans, who Tennessee Vols fans, who are also Titans fans. Obviously, there's the connection there. But to me... Peter Skaronsky is a far better prospect than Darnell Wright. And Darnell Wright went number 10 to the Bears in front of the Titans. Thank you so much, Chicago Bears, for not taking the local guy in Peter Skaronsky and reaching for Darnell Wright. The fact that Peter Skaronsky made it to the Titans at number 11 with how the board fell, I mean, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic, guys. Again, I understand that there are some people who are disappointed because we got all that buzz throughout the entire day about the Titans trading up, and by God, they would have traded up and make the move if Stroud would have fell to three. But again, he didn't. Houston didn't do the stupid thing and pass on C.J. Stroud. They did the smart thing, and they did an even more smart thing by going up and get Will Anderson at three. So you got to give Houston credit. You got to give Houston credit. They made the right moves, and it didn't put the Titans in a position to go up and get Stroud, but they would have. They would have if he was there. So I give Rand Carthon all the credit in the world here. He had it set up to make the play. It didn't happen, and it wasn't their fault that it didn't happen. And then he did the smartest thing possible, sticking at number 11 and taking a safe player who, again, it's not a home run pick that we're all freaking out about, and it's going to be the story of the draft. But he got a solid double, a stand-up double with a player who can be an 8-10 to year starter on the offensive line that fits perfectly. Look, I get it. If you wanted Jackson Smith and Jigba or a wide receiver, I disagree with that entirely. I've said all along that the offensive linemen, the top two offensive linemen in this draft, Paris Johnson Jr. and Peter Skaronsky, 
were better values than Jackson Smith and Jigba wide receiver or any other wide receiver. And the way that the wide receivers fell down the board proved my point throughout that because those wide receivers are going to fall down the board in the first half, it's going to push them further down the board throughout the rest of the draft, which makes more sense for the Titans to get a wide receiver later in the draft. Day two, wide receiver, perfect time. So with that in mind, we're going to talk Peter Skaronsky's fit within the Titans offense. I'm going to break down his background. I'm going to break down schematically how his game is and how it fits into the Titans offense. At the end of the show, we are going to talk about what needs remain for the Titans, what do the Titans still need out there, and what players are available on day two for the Titans to go and get. Before we get into all of that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Pro Football GM app. Look, we're in the middle of the draft. If you want to go through a draft as the leader of a football franchise, you want to sign players, cut players, hire and fire coaches, completely manage every aspect of a football team, you can do that on the Ultimate Pro Football GM app. The game is free to play. You can play online, offline, whenever, wherever you go. And right now, Locked On Titans listeners get a huge discount and a huge deal. I don't want to say discount because at the end of the day, it's a promo code, but you get a huge benefit to your franchise, a 100% free boost. All you got to do is use the promo code Locked On inside the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. Make sure that you check it out. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or just look it up in the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com, the ultimate pro football GM app. Start your dynasty today. fans it was a crazy first round of the draft the titans were involved in all of the buzz early on uh, eventually they just stick and pick at 11 take peter skaronsky out of northwestern as i've said throughout the episode i don't think that it's a home run situation for Rand carthon in his first draft but he got a solid stand-up double and with the way the titans have missed on first round picks over the last few years Getting somebody that you can count on, somebody who will be a starter for you for the next eight to 10 years, I mean, that is incredibly important, and that's what I think Peter Skaronsky can be. We're going to dive into all that. Before we do, want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content on all platforms, all year long and always for free. Not to mention, I'm going to be doing instant reaction videos like I did tonight, dropping a, um, a YouTube short video for you guys. I'm going to be doing instant reactions to every pick the Titans make. I'm going to be doing full 30-minute recaps like I'm doing right now every single day of the draft. So tomorrow night and Saturday night, I'm going to be doing five to seven-minute videos talking with my people over at Locked On about the selection. So a lot of content coming your way for free. Make sure you don't miss any of it. Get subscribed. Stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast. And I'm going to have a full draft recap on Sunday out for you YouTube guys. I'm going to have a full week of shows ahead. You're getting about 13 straight days of Locked On Titans podcast. You're not going to be able to beat that. So get subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast. It's your team every day. But Peter Skaronsky, 
a three-year starter at Northwestern, came in as a freshman, started nine games. He got freshman All-American. Then in his second year as a starter, started all 12 games. He got All-Conference in the Big Ten. Then his final year at Northwestern, played all 12 games, got unanimous All-American. I mean, this guy, since the moment that he stepped on a football field in college, has been dominant, has been decorated, everything that you want, durable, productive, intelligent. I mean, it's fantastic. He played in 33 games at Northwestern. Throughout it, he was durable, didn't miss time. He was tough. He's a hard-nosed player who's a physical guy who wants to play football. He's incredibly smart. He finished in the top 1% of his graduating class in high school and Everyone says he has elite work ethic. This is a guy who is an A++++ when it comes to the off-the-field intangibles that you want from a football player. I sounded like uh, Chris Collinsworth there. Now, here's a guy, but, but you get what I'm saying. I'm just incredibly excited about the pick. And look, we can talk all day long about whether Peter Skaronsky is a tackle or a guard. I don't care. The Titans need offensive linemen, period. If Peter Skaronsky plays guard, you probably got yourself a Pro Bowl guard. You got yourself potentially a Quentin Nelson. That's what the Titans could be getting with Peter Skaronsky, a Quentin Nelson, a Zach Martin. You could get a guy like that. If the Titans want him to play tackle and he proves, despite some arm length concerns, that he can play tackle, then you have yourself a great tackle as well. Look, with Andre Dillard and Peter Skaronsky on the left side of the offensive line, the Titans are going to have two starters. Whether it's Skaronsky at guard and Dillard at tackle, whether it's Skaronsky at tackle and Dillard at guard, the Titans are going to have a far, far, far improved left side of the offensive line outside of Aaron Brewer and Dennis Daly from last year. So I don't really care. If Peter Skaronsky plays tackle or Peter Skaronsky plays guard or him and Dillard, what, what positions they play. You are so, so, so improved on the left side of the offensive line, the blind side of Ryan Tannehill, that I, I'm, I am too happy with the pick. I'm too satisfied, too content with the pick because of the versatility that Skaronsky provides to the Titans. And if somebody gets hurt, you know that he has that versatility to slide and play other positions. So I just love the versatility that Peter Skaronsky is going to bring to the table. Not only that, but when we get into his game as a player, guys, Skaronsky is strong. He's a wide, thick boy, baby. This guy was eating pizza and drinking beers when he got drafted. That is my guy. He is me. I am him. Love you, Peter. I love that. Snorlax is what I'm going to call him because he's putting defenders to sleep. Oh, man. Skaronsky, man. Love that. Strong, wide, thick body. Incredible balance. If you're watching on YouTube right now and you see the stance that he has in the picture I have up, great width in his stance, great balance. He's got great hands usage, hand usage as well. I mean, this guy is a technician on the offensive line, stabbing defenders, punching guns, timing his punch at the right time to knock people off balance, to readjust, to reset himself, even if he gets beat. He has great anchor ability, especially he's going to have even better anchor ability at guard. Sometimes playing out at tackle because he's got small arms, short arms, 
defenders can get their arms on him quicker than he can get their arms on them. So he can get bull rushed a little bit from tackle because these edge rushers have a huge runway to get up to full speed and get their long arms on him before they can get he can get them on them. Well, when you play on the interior guard, you're playing in a phone booth, and that length doesn't necessarily hurt him as much as it would out at tackle. So with his hand usage, with his anchor ability, with his recovery skills to adjust to defenses or to defensive pass rush moves even after he's beat, I mean, there are just some elite traits here from Peter Skaronsky on the offensive line. And another thing, we've talked a lot about the physical traits for Peter Skaronsky, but the mental traits are even more impressive. When we're talking about adjusting to stunts and twists and loops and blitzes up front, things that weren't anticipated that happened throughout the out the play, Skaronsky is so incredible at adjusting to those things. So I absolutely love the fact that not only is he great physically, but he's great mentally as well. Yes, the arm length is a factor. 32-inch arms, and he's probably not going to be able to be a full-time tackle because of that, but throw him in at guard. And, and honestly, I don't care about the arm length as much. I think the guy can still play tackle if the Titans want to give him a shot at that. And Rand Carthon said, we're not worried about what position he's going to play. We know that we got a great offensive lineman. And I agree with Proud Gorilla here, man. I really do think the Titans got the best offensive lineman in the NFL draft. Also, just want to mention this, in Jim Wyatt's mock draft roundup where he gets mock draft picks from all of the Titans media members, I picked Peter Skaronsky. And when we did our perfect mock draft for the Titans just a couple of days ago, I picked Peter Skaronsky. So I absolutely love this pick for the Titans again. It's not a flashy pick. It's not the trade up for a quarterback. It's not taking a wide receiver or someone that you can have on your fantasy team. But these are the type of picks that help a team retool. These are the type of selections that NFL GMs hit the ground running with. This is a great selection by Rand Carthon. It may be safe. It may be conservative. But with where they were at, at pick 11, and the way the draft had gone to that point, I think this was the best possible pick that the Titans could have made. So I, I love schematically the fit. I love mentality the fit. Physically, mentally, as a player, Skaronsky is fantastic for what the Titans want to do. I think Skaronsky would have been fantastic for any team in the entire NFL because of what he can do and how solid of a player he really is. So with that in mind, we've talked about the pick, what led to the pick, what options the Titans had. We talked about Skaronsky's fit with the Titans. Now we need to dive into what is coming next for the Titans. Who's still available? What positions of need are there? What should the Titans attack on day two of the draft? I'm getting into all of that. In just a moment, before I do want to let you know about the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds. You get all the health benefits that you want from a protein bar, low calorie, low sugar, uh, high protein, high fiber, but you get all the taste benefits of a candy bar covered in 100% real chocolate, a bunch of different delicious flavors like churro, like peanut butter brownie, white chocolate cheesecake. Make sure you go to your local Sam's Club. Go to your local Walmart or go to Built.com to check out the best-tasting protein bars of all time, Built Bars. You will thank me later. 
Titans fans, we are going to cap off this first round recap edition of the Locked on Titans podcast, going over what the Titans need to do going forward in the draft, what players are still available at positions of need. Going to go over all that in just a moment before we get to it. Want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, I'm having instant reaction videos out for every pick the Titans make. I'm going to be going live and recapping each day of the draft with a full 30-minute episode. I'm going to have a five to seven-minute recap video on every single prospect as well, all for free, all the time. Make sure you get subscribed. Stay subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans as well. You can follow Locked on Titans on Instagram, Locked on Titans on Facebook, all of that. I'm available. I'm there. All the content will be there. And of course, always for free. It's Locked on Titans, your team every day. Also on the Locked on NFL Draft YouTube channel, the Locked on Podcast Network is doing live coverage of the draft all three days. Make sure you don't miss out on any of that Locked on NFL Draft YouTube channel. Go check that out. But diving into what comes next for the Titans, what players are still available in the second round. The Titans have pick 41 and pick number 72 on day two. And it's my opinion, and I've said it all along, that the Titans need to trade down in the second round to get more picks in the draft if that's what they want to do. This isn't a great draft overall, in my opinion. So I would even be okay if the Titans didn't trade down and just stuck at 41, stuck at 72, got the best players that they possibly could, and hope that they walk away with three bona fide starters out of this draft class. And I think, based on who is still available in this draft, it absolutely could happen. The Titans have a ton of great options still available at positions they really, really need. Number one, wide receiver. In my opinion, out of all the positions that we are going to talk about, wide receiver is the most important that the Titans have to get on day two. The Titans cannot leave day two without a wide receiver. That's the only position that I truly feel like that for the Titans. At wide receiver, you still have Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman from Tennessee. I like Tillman better than Hyatt. Personally, guys, I know a lot of you Tennessee people don't like hearing this. I'm not very high on Jalen Hyatt. He's a one-trick pony who can only run deep routes. He was always open in their system. He never dealt with press coverage. I don't think Jalen Hyatt is a fit for the Titans at all, and I'm not surprised that Hyatt didn't go in the first round. So I'm out on Jalen Hyatt. I would rather have Cedric Tillman from Tennessee. I think Tillman is the better fit for the Titans out of the Tennessee wide receivers. Outside of those guys, though, You have my guy, my boy, my draft crush, Jonathan Mingo. Mingo is still available for the Titans, and I think he will be available for them at number 41. Outside of that, you have some great options like Jaden Reed from Michigan State. I'm not as high on Reed as other people, but he is going to be an option for the Titans. Uh, Rasheed Rice, a guy I was really high on early in the draft process, came in a little bit shorter than I expected. 40-yard dash, a little bit slower than I expected. But Rice has incredible leaping ability, great broad jump, great vertical jump. I mean, he is an explosive guy who's going to go over top of people. So Rasheed Rice could make some sense. Uh, Another guy that I absolutely love, and I just saw a bunch of people mention it in the chat, um, Mims, Titans Rossi, my guy. Yeah, Marvin Mims makes a ton of sense for the Titans 
he would pair perfectly with Traylon Burks. If Burks is a big physical wide receiver with run after catch ability, then Marvin Mims would be the perfect downfield threat playmaker who could take the top off the defense, track the ball down the field. He's got punt returning ability, which would be super helpful to the Titans as well. So out of the wide receivers that are available, I'll just quickly go through the list. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, Jaden Reed, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, Rasheed Rice, Marvin Mims, Tyler Scott, Josh Downs. Out of those guys, for me, Jonathan Mingo, Cedric Tillman, Rasheed Rice, Marvin Mims are by far and away my top four. So those are the guys that I really like. The next position that I would really be focusing on is tight end. And the fact that Michael Mayer didn't go in the first round, absolutely fantastic news. For the Titans, again, will push the tight ends down the board. And you love to see that. Michael Mayer, still available. Uh, Darnell Washington, still available. I got to double check because I started recording at the end of the draft here. But I think Luke Musgrave, still available. Tucker Craft, Sam Laporta, all still available. If the Titans leave this draft with one of Michael May, Luke Musgrave, Darnell Washington, Tucker Craft, or Sam Laporta, I'm going to be absolutely hyped, okay? All five of those tight ends right there would be perfect for the Titans. And I even like Luke Schoonmaker later in the draft and Josh Weil even later in the draft. So I absolutely love all of those tight end options. And out of those five guys, you have to hope that the Titans can leave day two of the draft with at least one of them. Moving forward, though, there are some great cornerback options still on the board. And look, a lot of you guys freak out when I talk about cornerback. And look, Joey Porter Jr., Julius Brents, Kali Ringo, Cam Smith. I mean, there are some excellent, excellent cornerbacks still out there. Okay, I mean, and look, Christian Fulton's going to be a free agent after the year. Elijah Molden just basically missed the entire year with injury. Caleb Farley is a bust. Roger McCreary looked pretty solid, but he's probably a slot-only option with how he struggled on the boundary last year. So, the Titans need cornerback way more then people want to accept because you have to look forward. Yeah, Tyreek Stevenson from Miami as well. Another guy who's still available. There are so many good cornerbacks still available that I would not be surprised if the Titans went and got one of those cornerbacks because cornerback is a bigger future need than people realize. Yeah, people are saying re-sign Christian Fulton. Uh, what happened when Mike Vrabel called David Long and Christian Fulton out by name with their injury issues? They didn't re-sign David Long. So, uh, I hate to I hate to tell you guys, but I don't think Christian Fulton is going to get re-signed by the Titans. So, uh, yeah, Fulton stays hurt, and he has good moments when he's not hurt, but he's, one, not good enough when he's healthy to command a brand new deal, and he's hurt too often. So, I don't think Fulton will be around. Um, anyways, moving right along. On the edge, B.J. Ojolari is still available. For the Titans, Keon White, who's more of an inside-outside rusher. Uh, he is a guy who the Titans met with. He could make some sense as well. Uh, outside of that, though, I would wait on edge to you know go a little later 
in the draft on an edge rusher at linebacker. Linebacker. I know everybody's like, how many times have the Titans? How many linebackers do the Titans need? Guys, what you need to realize is there is a new general manager. These players that John Robinson drafted that you think are good, Christian Fulton and Elijah Molden and and uh, Monty Rice and uh, Rashad Weaver and uh, Rank Arthon has no allegiance to these players. So if they draft a cornerback, a linebacker, maybe what we need to realize is the Titans aren't as high on some of the guys Robinson had in the locker room as you think they are. Because there's a new man in charge. So at linebacker, Trenton Simpson, Drew Sanders, Dayon Henley. I mean, there are some great linebacker options available still at this time. And then at running back, you guys can snub your nose off at running back all you want. But the Titans need somebody who can be a compliment to Derrick Henry. And if they happen to trade Derrick Henry tomorrow, or even if they get rid of Derrick Henry after the year, you know, it's funny. The guy that's been talking crap to me the entire time in the chat said, trade up and get Levis. <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. This is why I've been ignoring you. Oh, man. Come on. Uh, anyways, uh, Trenton Simpson. Drew Sanders, Dayon Henley, all make sense at running back. Zach Charbonnet, Devin A-Chain, Tajay Spears. Is he a Bonaconda? I mean, there are some there are some really good running back options available here too that can complement Derrick Henry at first and then take over for Derrick Henry, not as the not as the lead back. You're not going to take over for Derrick Henry as the workhorse, but as the number one running back in a committee as well. Yes, yes. I never played football. I spent 10 years playing football and my dad coached, you know, but I've never played football ever before, ever. You're right. Anyways, it's late, man. The crazies come out, the freaks come out at night. I can't sing too long because you get copyright strikes and stuff. YouTube's so touchy these days. Anyway, as you guys can tell, I'm drinking about five Coca-Colas and a little bit wired. It's 1230 uh, midnight where I'm at, so bear with me here as I get a little off track, but I digress. Uh, and then... We do got to mention that Hendon Hooker and Will Levis are still available. So maybe the Titans decide to go there with their second round pick. I'm not a fan of that. Here's a stat for you guys and why I'm not a big fan of taking quarterback late. So between rounds three and round seven in the last 10 years, only one out of 75 quarterbacks turned into a valid starter, and that's Dak Prescott. In the first or second round, it's 50%. Eight out of 16 turned into viable starters. So I know that they may take Levis or Hooker in the second round, but even then, I don't think those guys are second-round talents. And I would rather go for wide receiver, tight end, cornerback, edge, linebacker, anything else, really, than cornerback at this moment in time. So... Um, those are the players that are left. For me, I like Mingo. I like Tillman. I like Mims. I like Mayer. I like Washington. I like Kraft. I like Joey Porter and Julius Brent. Um, I like uh, Dayon Henley. I like Tajay Spears and Devin A-Chain. So a lot of good players still available for the Titans on day two. I'm going to be doing a, a one-minute instant reaction video to all of the picks all weekend long. I'm going to follow that up. 
with a five to seven minute further breakdown on all of the picks as well. And then at each day, at the end of that day of the draft, but, 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 I'm going to be doing a 30 minute recap like I'm doing right now. So hope you guys enjoyed. First round of the draft in the books. Peter Skaronsky, you are a Tennessee Titan. And that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowan, and this was Locked on Titan.